You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before, with hospital-grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doingourpart. Hey, I got a proposition for you. We're going to tell you how to vote on the props. It's A&G Extra Large. Because four hours simply isn't enough. This is Armstrong and Getty Extra Large. So this is kind of California-specific. We have this weird system in California where the too much democracy is the problem. Amen to that, brother. Voters get to be misled by lying ads and go out and change laws. With just a majority rule. Change the dang old constitution. And you end up with things like the freaking multi-gazillion dollar bullet train that will never happen in anybody's lifetime. So I hope this is interesting. Maybe as a warning to your state to never do this. Yeah, Gary Dietrich joins us. Gary's a nonpartisan political analyst. Follow him on the Twitter at Gary Dietrich uh, if if you uh, are, are on the Twitter. Hello, Gary. How are you, sir? Hey, good, guys. And you know what? I can't believe how many times we've done this, but there are some real big measures on this year's California November ballot. Here's two things, I think, for people to keep in mind from a national perspective, which I know you guys will appreciate. One is so many times, and Prop 13 is probably the most famous of this, the legendary tax limitation measure, which now we're going to find one on this ballot trying to modify that. But those measures in California often, often have major spillover effects in other states down the road who look at adopting those as well. And then one caveat to 
you know, what people perceive as the screwed up California proposition process. There have been times when, you know, the taxpayers and citizenry at large have used the proposition process to rein in, sure. you know, actions by their own legislature or the governor that they've deemed improper. Yeah, that's true, Gary, although the great Joe Getty unifying theory, which I'll write in a book someday, but I won't because I'm an underachiever, um, is that in any uh, open democratic process, those who would game the system get better and better at doing it to the point that they pervert the system almost beyond usefulness. And while absolutely there are actually a couple of props I'm in favor of, just a couple, um, mostly it's big money, uh, powerful interests get the uh, get all the signatures they they have rosy sounding names for these props and great sounding descriptions and then the uh, the descriptions in the voter guides are often distorted then by wisely the, spend money on radio advertising right that that part is very smart <laughs> but then the secretary of state often prints misleading descriptions of them and it's just gotten perverted to Jack's point, though, they've helped keep A and G on there, but it ain't no exactly. Kidding. Amen to that. And anything beyond that is really, uh, you know, uh, trivia. <laughs> All right. So, you know, first, just as a real quick background to that, I think it's important for people to know. You guys really make outstanding points in a variety of ways, and I do think it's important for people to know. And they probably get this intuitively. This year in California alone, on this one election cycle, hundreds, hundreds, and hundreds of millions of dollars will be spent for and against our propositions. It really is a big deal. Yeah. Okay, so uh, here's what I have in mind, because there are a couple, two, three, that we probably ought to discuss so people understand what they are. But the vast majority of folks who've emailed us, tweeted at us, et cetera, they just want to know how to vote. So we're going to have Gary do a little analysis for us, Not a little like, nonpartisan analysis. You don't mean how to get to the poll or how to fill out their form how to vote. No, no, with how they ought to vote on the propositions. Yeah, what their choice should be. So we'll have Gary do a little nonpartisan uh, stuff, and then we'll get rid of him, and I'll just freaking tell you how to vote. Yeah, we'll tell you what's clearly the right decision <laughs> right. and it's clearly the boneheaded okay. decision. Exactly, exactly. Are you a good American or a communist? Yes? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure that they will know that everything that comes out of your mouth, Joe, we absolutely... And the veracity will be unquestioned. Hey, I have uh, two sources that I think are really going to be helpful to people and given at the beginning or the end. Uh, they aren't ones I'm involved with directly, but they are nonpartisan, nonprofit sources that I think will be valuable for people who want to drill down further beyond their you know, ballot measure pamphlet they get from the state. So whenever you want me to share those, happy to do it. Well, why don't you go ahead? People can jot them around, down right now, although you're wasting your time because I'm going to tell them how to vote. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, it, you know, if in any way you don't know, question Joe's, you know, authority and integrity, here's what you want to do. Cal, uh, this is this is a good one. Calmatters.org. Oh, I love Calmatters. Calmatters.org. And here's the one I like about this one, guys. It doesn't just have stuff on the propositions, but it also has really good backgrounders on the California House and legislative races, which is tough to find in a lot of places. There's one for you. The other one is dachoices.org. And you notice both of these are .org, so they're not for-profit entities, cachoices.org. And I really like this one because it also includes two other really important things. One, for all the larger counties in, in California, it's got your county ballot measures, which can be very significant, as you know, in their own rights. In terms oh, yeah. Of taxation and all kinds of other things. The other thing it's got, which is really outstanding, and it's it, the most extensive one of these lists I've ever seen, is the folks who are for and against. So they'll take a whole list of nonprofits, a whole list of of other entities, unions, et cetera, and they will go through each one of these, and you'll see a, a, a massive grid of how each entity is stands on each proposition. And that can be very, very valuable. 
You know, if you're for or against, you really don't like the perspective on a certain group or organization, this will tell you where they stand on every ballot measure. Yeah, I will also tell you I was on Ballotpedia.com. Uh, I think that's a yeah, dot that's com. Another... I found that to yeah. be very informative. All right, Gary, why don't you yeah. pick uh, pick one or two that you, you want to talk about you think people ought to understand? Yeah, well, I think the two big ones, guys, if we're really to t- pick out the two that have gotten the most attention and are probably have the most long-range impact, let's start with Prop 15. The tax, the Prop 13 modification measure that would significantly increase taxes on business. Now, Prop 13 is the legendary. Finally, sticking it to the millionaires and billionaires who run the businesses. Finally, go on. Yeah. Well, that includes you, Jack. Okay, so, uh, you know, the the important thing is for people to remember, and this this is amazing, way back in Jerry Brown era one. Back in the late 70s, around 1980, Prop 13 came along. That limited the ability of government to increase property taxes on an annual basis, a maximum increase per year of 2%, regardless of how much the property value increased. And, of course, in a place like California, in most places, practically every place in the state of California, property value has gone up way more than 2% on an annualized basis. So this limited for both homeowners and businesses – the annual increase in your property taxes to 2%. Now, it has been talked about, guys, since I came to the Capitol over 30 years ago, to so-called go to a split roll, split roll tax. You'll hear that term a lot. It simply means that we would treat uh, homeowners the same as they all have been, has been since Prop 13, but it would move business owners off of that protected status um, to increase their taxes more substantially on the value of the property's increase itself. Any and size business, pop- like including a mom and pop like coffee shop or something? Any business? Depends no, if they own it, own great, the property. Yeah, that's a really great question, Jack. And this is the limit that is the one, the, the part of it that's really debated about. It limits the increase, the change in Prop 13 for businesses to those business owners that hold $3 million or more in commercial property. So the idea is that real small business owners, like you're talking about, Jack, if you've got your little, you know, little tiny uh, shack that you're mm-hmm. doing coffee at, it would not change those people's property taxes. However, and this is really an important caveat, if your business, like the one you're talking about, Jack, is, let's say, in an average strip mall, right? And that strip mall is valued at more than $3 million, which many, many of them are in California, then, of course, your landlord, who you rent or lease your coffee shop from, is just going to eat the increase in taxes because they're so wealthy. And they're going to leave the rent the same for all the tenants in the building. I, I understand. <laughs> now, there you go. And people, if you didn't get sarcasm, th- that was it. So here, here's the deal. Um, that's really important because it does mean that, you know, most small businesses, honestly, are leasing or renting their, their sure. establishments. They are not buying them. And so... For those who are in those kinds of entities I just talked about, you know, their rents, almost assuredly, as you're alluding to, Jack, would go up. Yeah, getting to the, you know, getting to the, because you're staying nonpartisan, getting to the us telling you how to vote part, that's the great lie in all this, is the claiming that it's not going to have any effect on, the, you know, the little mom and pop shop, they're renting for somebody there, it's not going to, no, of course, the guy who owns the, 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 the man or woman, who owns the giant building that's renting out to the skateboard shop, the coffee shop, the yogurt place, 
their taxes went up a lot. They're going to have to increase their rent, obviously. Right, to cover their nut. It would be insane, insane, insane to hammer California business with a massive tax increase right now in the middle of COVID. It would be practically suicidal. Uh, yeah, Joe, you make it a really important point there, Joe, because the, the thing about propositions that are very interesting is some the, the timing of them is often as important as the content of them. And so this, of course, was qualified for the ballot long before any of us ever knew the word COVID. And it was placed on the November ballot. And it's often the case. It is very often the case that measures that are going to increase taxes or something like that. You know, people wait. If it's in the middle of a recession, they don't. They frequently, by the way, will wait for these kind of things for general election cycles rather than our off-year or every two-year gubernatorial election cycles because generally higher turnout, right? Much higher turnout Mm -hmm. for general elections. And so people will time their propositions accordingly. In any event, here's the bottom line. It's guesstimated that somewhere, somewhere between 10 and $12 billion dollars would be the annual tax increase Woo. in revenue to the state of California. Because California doesn't take in enough tax. All right, Gary, uh, pick another prop. All right, so let's go to Prop uh, 22 real quick, because this is the gig economy prop, all right? This is Uber, Lyft, DoorDash. This one really does, along with 15, I believe, have very national implications. And the bottom line is this. Whenever you call an Uber or Lyft driver, you are calling an independent contractor. They are not an employee of the entity. They run their own car shop. I mean, they they contract with that employer. They get paid so much per ride or delivery, and that's how it works. There's no benefits or, or, you know, workers' comp or things like that. Well, the state of California took it upon itself to say no. Like many, it's happening in many That's not fair. He's driving your Uber, and you're not giving him health insurance. That's not fair. Meh. So... Yes, Jack. So, so uh, what happened is they qualified them through legislation passed by the state legislature, signed by Governor Newsom, to make all these people employees. So what did Uber and Lyft do? Essentially, have said, we are not going to follow the law. We're going to file lawsuits on this. And, by the way, we are going to put a major measure on the November 2020 ballot, basically a referendum on that law that would do two things, guys. This is important. It would repeal that. In other words, those independent contractors would not be required to be employees, and it also puts in place some things that would protect these independent contractors and provide for them in new ways, like guarantee a certain minimum wage when they're actually driving, not just waiting for a lift. Give them some subsidies for health care. Give them workers' comp. If they're, if they're so how is, this, how is this one worded? If I vote yes, am I voting to continue to have Uber in the state or uh... – is it a no vote? Well, yeah, How's it worded? Yeah, what, what you're continue, what you're if you're voting yes, Jack, what you're con, what you're doing is saying these drivers can continue to be independent contractors. There you go. Yeah, okay. yeah and you know, I think the national implications for California on this one, aside from the fact that it's ridiculous from the standpoint of an individual driver getting to make that decision with an employer and all that. Right, they should. They're adults; they can make that decision. California will be the laughing stock of the country when people start coming to California on vacation or for conferences or for business, and they land at the airport and they have to take a freaking old timey yellow cab, right? Because there's no Uber. I mean, everybody in the country will be aware. Oh my God, you went to California? I know. Isn't it terrible how they don't have Uber there anymore yeah. or DoorDash? So I couldn't get anything to eat at the hotel. Oh, it sucks. Well, Gary Dietrich is a nonpartisan political analyst. You can follow him on Twitter at 
Gary Dietrich. Gary, we appreciate the wisdom very much, and uh, thanks for turning us on to those uh, websites, cachoices.org and calmatters.org. Thanks, man. Okay, guys, talk to you soon. Always a pleasure. Thanks. Have you seen any polling on any of these, by the way? Uh, I know there's polling of, uh, like, uh, the Uber thing, the Prop 22, is it's 5 to 1 or 4 to 1 Uber drivers are in favor of it. They're like, oh, my God, yes, I want a flexible oh, course, job. Yeah, sure. I want to drive six hours a week. That's why I'm doing it. I just, I never know how informed the public is on I, these things. <clears> and, <throat> like, Prop 16, the idea of uh, bringing back racism to California, where you can uh, d- determine things based on race. I don't know how that's polling. Right. Yeah, I'd like to see that. So um, we'll run through these real quickly. If you're in a hurry, I will tell you this. There's a question mark that restores voting rights for persons on parole. That's up to you. It's what you. It's your opinion. I don't have a strong opinion on that one. I don't think you ought to lose your rights forever because you you make a mistake. But, but you're on parole. Yeah. How about until you're off parole, you don't vote. That's fine with me. Yeah. Um. Durr. In fact, yeah. That's that's a good point. Uh Yeah. It's it's uh, once you're off parole, you can vote. But there is one yes, and that's twenty two. One yes. The rest are no. Most of them are f no. Would you say that in general, if you lean right, you're a no vote on props? Yeah. Because of the way With they're usually. With a couple of exceptions, yeah. obviously. But yeah, in general, absolutely true. Yeah, 22 is the only yes, because it restores freedom of employment. The rest of them are tax increases. I mean, Prop 18, for instance, is it lets children vote if they'll turn 18 in the next general election. Let's them vote for primaries and stuff like that. Seventeen-year-olds, idiotic. And you know, if that one passes, then they lower it to sixteen. Oh yeah, yeah. And there's the cash bail thing and various consumer privacy laws, but they're all extremely problematic. And they're often either wolves in sheep's clothing, or they have a stated purpose. And fourteen pages in, in the fine print, is something truly insidious. That's another way. It's a Trojan horse. Is there often. A, is, are there more, more than one box to vote for yes or no? Is there a hell no and then a F no? Right. <laughs> and I'd, I'd rather see my sister in a whorehouse than my brother voting for this proposition. No. There's just a yes and a no. So everything is no except 22. Vote in good health, my friends. Extra large. When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before, but hospital-grade clean. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doingourpart. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring? But don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com.
I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.